Thank you so much for joining me for episode 117 of the Adventure Games podcast. And the two of you are laughing again. Uh, <laughs> I always laugh, Georgia. I, I must, I must be hilarious. And we're in your company. <laughs> yes, I mean, I know I am hilarious. Mm. Uh, I, I make you guys laugh constantly. You do. And you're laughing with me, I'm sure, as well. That's so. right, yes. Cringing is the same as laughing, right? Whinging. Cringing. <laughs> Cringing. Oh, cr- I mean, yeah, that, that is a form of comedy. I mean, uh, uh, you know, what is it? Alan Partridge is a form of cringe comedy. Isn't he, Laura? You're a fan yeah. of So, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, so yes, I am saying that I am, the, you know, like Alan Partridge. Okay. You're the king of cringe. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll give you that. <laughs> and, uh, Laura, I meant to ask you, have you recovered from the Eurovision yet? <laughs> or you, UK's uh, <laughs> rather result? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never expected the UK to do well. I mean, maybe I didn't expect them to do that badly, but I did say Italy would win in in the previous podcast. That's true. And I was right there. And yeah, I've, I mean, I, it was a very busy week, so I'm kind of glad it's died down a bit now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was a good. It was still a really great contest. But yeah, poor, poor old James Newman for the UK. <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I have to say, I, again, I thought it was very, very harsh because I thought it was okay. The song was, was decent. Yeah, I mean, that, I guess the thing I is, mean, I, I agree. I thought the song was all right. But then when you when you think about how they do this whole voting thing, it kind of makes sense because I, I wouldn't have put him in my top 10 and that's how the votes happen. So, yeah. yeah I'm, I mean, but there, it was better than a lot of other songs I, I thought would, that did if, get top if, 10. If he had <laughs> to go through the semi-final, they would not have made it to the final. The only reason... England mm. is in the final all the time is because they pay for it. They literally yeah. pay to play. As, they as, pay to France, as do Italy, as do Spain, as do Germany. Yeah, well, at least, well, who Italy as well? Italy won. France did well. Why have we, this is not a Eurovision podcast. I know, my, I my, just, my Italian. <laughs> Welcome to the Euro, new Eurovision podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, my Italian colleagues um, said that Eurovision was totally not popular in Italy. So. Well, well, Laura, you uh, if, if you wanted more information about this, we can listen to your podcast, yeah. which I believe was named after the amount of points that the UK got. Right. That right? no, <laughs> and however many points Ireland probably got in the semi-finals. Yes. So, oh, yeah. uh, well, that's that's enough Eurovision chat. Shall we talk about the actual adventure games probably, for a change yes. now? Uh, we've got quite a bit of news to uh, to discuss. Uh, might be first time we talk more about news than actual adventure games <laughs> uh, this week. There's quite a bit to discuss. Mm. Um, but we start with, unfortunately, some very sad news that dropped uh, last week that Benoit Sokal, who created, of course, a Sinking Island, Paradise, Amazon, and of course, a Siberia se- a series. Uh, he very sadly died at the age of 66. Microids, who published the Siberia series, announced his, his death on May 29th. He said he was, he, uh, he was battling a long illness. And it's very, very sad. I mean, it's very sad when anyone dies, of course, but this really hit a lot of people, a lot of fans of the adventure game genre, because Siberia in particular uh, is still hugely popular 20 years later. And uh, just reading some comments on the internet, um, some people are saying that he inspired them to become adventure game developers uh, themselves, and that Siberia means so much to them as, you know, the story and uh, everything. And I, it was one of the first adventure games that I played, 
And um, I really, really loved it. And I replayed it myself just a few weeks ago, just in preparation for the Siberia the Fort game. Yeah. And it still holds up today. It still looks... I mean, some parts, of course, have dated. And it's not perfect by any means. But it still holds up. It wasn't just nostalgia that maybe liked the game. It's really, genuinely a fantastic game. It's still, I would say, probably in my top ten. So, um, wow. very, well, it's very an, sad It's an news. important game because it kind of... Uh, it's one of the few games that kept the genre alive mm. yeah. back in the in the True. void of the noughts. And uh, it kind of served as a Absolutely. bridge from the golden age to the now platinum age, because I think we can call, easily call this a platinum age because mm. of the amount of adventure games and high quality sure. adventure games that are being released. So it, it'll always be an important game. Absolutely. And I remember seeing it and being delighted that there was a point-and-click adventure game yeah. <laughs> released that I had... And of course, back back then, internet wasn't like it is now, so uh, we couldn't really be informed that way. Sure. It yeah. wasn't, wasn't mm. like that. So yeah, I, I actually came across it in a video game store. Yes, people, there were actual <laughs> video game stores physical that, sold, copies, yes. that sold PC games. Because mm. nowadays, they only sell they don't. console games. But yeah, back then, you had like a whole floor with just PC games. You go, oh, wow. This is a this is a point of click adventure, and I and I bought that one, um, and I'm I'm not entirely sure if I completed it though. Oh, I do not recall how it ends, so I'm fe- I have a feeling because again, early knots, so internet walkthroughs not that accessible at that uh, point. So I have a feeling that I got stuck somewhere near the end of the game and never completed it. So I, I can- might have to uh, revisit it. I'm guessing it was probably the cocktail puzzle because that was very hard. I needed a walk, even when I was replaying it, I needed to walk through again, even though I, I had played it before several times, actually. Um, but yeah, the ending is actually quite famous. Um, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, of course, but it's a, it's a, fan- I mean, fantastic game overall. And, uh, you know, the thing about Benoit Soka for all of his games, because I played other games of his, I played Paradise, which admittedly wasn't as good, but I think with all of his games, that you can see that you know, that I have played is that he Benoit Sokal came from uh, comic books, from graphic novels. He first of all wrote, I think it's Inspector Canard. Um, you can tell that he's an artist, you know, with his, with his games. I mean, again, that's not saying anything else about other developers because everyone really is an artist who makes games. But he in particular, you know, with Siberia games or with Paradise, which I play, Siberia 2, every scene was like a painting. Uh, it's just so, so beautiful, so gorgeous to, to look at and still holds up 20 years later. And I think 20 years from now, it will hold up again. And the story, you know, again, in the Siberia series as well was such a deeply personal story. Um, you know, it just it touches you as well. And as you mentioned, Thomas, we, we, ha- we should, uh, have, you know, some, a lot of gratitude to him because he released a high quality, adventure game with high production values in 2002 back when Sierra well Sierra had be, had their own problems they had been bought out and LucasArts had stopped making adventure games so there weren't really any the genre was in a value. coma let me put it that way yeah, yeah exactly sure. and he I mean, still and I think even non-adventure game fans will yeah. have heard of Siberia oh absolutely yeah it's one of those games uh, you know like the LucasArts games the Sierra games or Broken Sword that non-adventure game fans will at least know about um, and it's, it's won multiple Game of the Year awards as well back in 2002. Oh, rightfully so. Um, and the so, art was a very important part of that. So, yes. Uh, yeah. 
Because with adventure games, uh, I don't think graphics are the first thing to come to mind with a lot of adventure games, because we usually they don't have the budget that uh, AAA adventure games have. But with uh, Benoit Sokal's games, and he was one of the few you know, main developers who could maybe sell a game just with his name, that, you know, a, a game by Benoit Sokal, you know, like uh, a game by Ron Gilbert or Tim Schafer or... Uh, you know, like any of the Sierra developers, I know. Well, he comes um, from a from. He's Belgian, for those who don't yes. know. And Belgium is famous for its. Uh, well, I want to say Look. it's, it's bande dessinée. It's like a specific f- type of comic books. Because mm. when people say comic books, they think of Marvel and DC, uh, but these are European uh, graphic novels, and um, Belgium has so many fantastic. Yeah, uh, well, Tintin. <laughs> yeah, there's way too many. But uh, many. And he was he was just one of the best. Mm. He was one of the best. No, absolutely. So uh, he will be missed, but his work will still live on, you know, at least uh, with Siberia games in particular. And I think he, he made Sinking Island, which I've heard good things about as well. So I really want to play that as well. But uh, such a shame because he's still young. It's 66. He's still yeah. young. Yeah, he was working days. on the fourth. He was working on the fourth yes. Siberia. So I uh, guess that will be a swan song, and I hope it yes. will be uh, as good as the first one, and it will be a proper send-off for uh, for a great, great man. Hopefully, because from the demo that I played, it looked like it's going back to its roots, uh, at least in a good way, not trying to you know copy the first game, but going back to its roots, um, you know, in style and feeling and atmosphere from the demo that I played. And uh, I was actually hoping to get him on the podcast um, for closer time release, but. Uh, no, very, very sad news, but, um, uh, at, you know, at least we have his game to remember him by. And he, he will well, we'll forever be grateful for him for helping keep the genre alive uh, with, with his games. So, well, thank you, Benoit. And uh, look, hopefully Siberia can be a great send-off. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. Yes, <clears throat> indeed. And, um, well, now to some more positive news, a lot more positive news. Speaking of big names in the industry, the other big news that was announced, uh, I think, was last week, if you well, uh, quote-unquote breaking news. Well, it was <laughs> big news for everybody else, but it was not big news for us and our listeners so, because we already knew it. Yes, the news is so breaking that this was broken. This was announced five months ago when we interviewed our guest. Uh, but uh, Ken Williams is making an adventure game. And this, I suppose it is more or less official because he did, as listeners to this podcast will know, anyone who listened to the full interview will know he mentioned it on our podcast. Now, he did, it, he said it very casually to us. So it wasn't really an official announcement. He's still working on it. And now I think he yeah, feels it's now Roberto wasn't official. On board, uh, at that point, he was still working it for himself and Roberta was not interested. But mm. apparently she became very interested uh, not very long after that. Yeah, he was working, I believe, on an educational game, and she convinced him to just kind of drop it and make uh, another game that Sierra fans will love. Now, he has created a website uh, with an FAQ, and he has answered some questions. Uh, first thing, we still don't know a lot about this game. No. Uh, <laughs> we don't know. I love it. Uh, but Thomas, am I, am I going crazy? I mean, yes, probably am. But yeah. did, he, did he mention... That uh, he wanted to make kind of like a medieval setting with Roberta. Did he mention that at all, or am I just going mad? In our he... in the interview with us, yes. Um, I, he, ne- he the only th- he never mentioned Roberta other than uh, that she was not involved at that point. Okay, but and... he mentioned that he wanted to make a game in a medieval setting to get her on board. Or no, am I going crazy? I would have to re-listen 
uh, to okay. be sure because he listeners did tell us something. is that what he yes. said <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can listen it's episode 100 episode yeah, 100 it's a good yeah, interview so do listen to yeah. it yeah uh, but yeah, what we do know is, first of all, about Roberta's involvement. Uh, he said currently it's important but minimal. That she was the original inspiration for the game, and she's been consulted daily. Uh, but in terms of hours spent for the computer, it's 99%. Uh, well, Marcus is the other developer and himself. And uh, But he said that she will get more and more involved as we get closer. Uh, he said he hopes to release the game in November, but he says he's probably being optimistic. And wait for this now. Uh, he also confirmed on his website that it will be a 3D adventure game. So, mm. <laughs> so, and I know that there were, especially Sierra fans who grew up playing Sierra games, I know on Facebook in particular, some of them were saying that they were hoping it would be a retro game, they were hoping it would be on a floppy disk, and they were hoping that, you know, basically... Unless some Why of them, shall on we... earth would you make a game on a floppy disk? Well, who, could, who would be able to play it now? What I want to... What? Uh, but and the, kind of, I think the point that they were missing is that Roberta and Ken, they were always innovating. Back when yeah. they were involved with Sierra, like all of their games, especially the King's Quest games, which Roberta was working on, were innovating. So if they were going to make a game now, of course it's going to be a 3D adventure game. Uh, it's going to be. Have you people know, complaining about that? Have you seen? <laughs> oh, complain uh, have you seen it. Beyond the uh, Beyond the Steel Sky? Uh-huh, it looks no, people... freaking amazing, and that's one hundred percent three D. Yeah, I mean, I what I hope is that fault? yeah, that Ken Williams and Roberta can get to make the game that they want to make, that they don't have to feel under pressure to make a game that they feel that we want them to make. Because I'm sure we all have opinions of what we want them to make. But Ken seems to be really happy because this is what he really loves doing, programming and coding. So I just hope that he gets to make the game and Roberta that they want to make and that they will be interested in making and um, that they don't have to feel... Because, you know, again, you some people dictating kind of... There was one person on Facebook which made me laugh because uh, Ken Williams said he hoped the game would be mainstream, but this person said, oh, mainstream gamers, they don't like resolving puzzles, they're, you know, idiots. And then people correctly told him that Sierra at the time that it was around was mainstream yeah. with a lot of puzzles. So, you know, <laughs> but yeah, and also just just let, let them announce it in their own time. That's what I would tell people that we're all, yeah. we all, you know, want to know what they're working on, but he will make an official announcement. Well, I hope, he takes, I hope weeks. they they take as much time as they need to make the game they want to make. And exactly. uh, we've we've gone thirty years without uh, no twenty tw- uh, twenty five years without a Shira adventure game. Yeah. By so, them with their influence, we, so we can we, we can, can wait a I few can, more months. I, 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 yeah, exactly. I can, I can wait a year more if necessary. I mean, they that, said on the website they say, oh, "When will it be done?" Our goal is November, but that may not be realistic. We're pushing hard, though. I imagine that's probably going to slip. I, I don't probably. Think, I can't see it being November, but if that if it does, that's fine. Yeah, there was plenty of other yeah. games, and including Sierra-inspired games. And also, I'd seen a few people mention that I'd hope it's another King's Quest game or Space Quest. And first of all, Ken and Roberta do not own the rights to the Sierra game. So unless they've come to an agreement with Activision, who do own the rights, that yeah. would be amazing. But yeah. I doubt it. I think this seems like it's going to be an original adventure game, which I'm here for. Now, yeah, I'd like same. to see more details. But uh, it is exciting that they are coming back. And I had to laugh uh, because one of the questions that Ken Williams answered on his website is, is it the beginning of a new company? Now, he says he doesn't know. After reading his book and how Sierra ended, I kind of hope not. <laughs> I kind of hope he focuses on the game because that seems what he really wants to do. Yeah. 
Um, Let's see. So, but it's uh, it's it's good news. I mean, I hope to find more information uh, in a it, few weeks. I find but... it um, kind of curious that the first reaction, because I think it's it's exemplary of the of fandom nowadays, not just for video games, but in general. But the first reaction is, oh, hopefully it will be a new dot 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 quest. Mm. Yes. No, I want I want something new from them. That should be way more exciting than Absolutely. getting a. Um, of course, I would love to get another Gabriel Knight game. Oh, but, me too. That's that's the one new game that I want actually. Yeah. <laughs> and I would and, and, and I've gotten I've loved the new Larry games, but the fact that Ken and Roberta Williams are making a new game that is nothing to do with share, but something completely new that excites me way more. Then uh, would be a potential new King's Quest game or a potential new Space Quest game. Please, exactly. Let them make the game that they want to make. But yeah, we will give more news as we as we find it, as we hear it. Um, so we still don't know. I don't want to call the secret, <laughs> which is not really secret now at the moment. But I presume it would be different. I mean, maybe not. Uh, but we will give more information as we as we hear it, and we will link to his website as well, so you can get more information as well. But but again, to people listening, please don't tag Ken Williams in on Facebook or social media. That's not cool. <laughs> that he will release information when he is ready. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's some exciting news. And other news uh, before we get to the, the games, uh, some adventure games were uh, nominated for Apple Design Award finalists. Uh, some of the games include uh, Beyond the Steel Sky, Alba, South of the Circle, which I just, just discovered, uh, If Found, uh, which I believe you played, Laura, as yeah. well. And uh, a couple more, I think, that I missed. Uh, that uh, Now, we, we include links to the... Uh, I believe probably... I mean, they may have won by, by now, because I believe by the time this episode comes out, because the winners will be announced on June the 10th, I believe. But this is still, it's, it's really good that so, so many adventure games are nominated. Attent- yeah. Attentat 1942 is also. I mean, also I'm guessing there. these are games that are available on Apple Arcade. And yes, I Apple Arcade that, yes. is very much, does lean towards kind of adventure games and puzzle games because of its format of a lot of people playing on an iPad or something like that. And I think these games probably work, especially things like If Found. I'm not so sure about uh, Beyond the Steel Sky, how that would work on playing that kind of game. Mm. But you can also, it's not just an iPad. Uh, you can also, Apple Arcade is obviously on a phone or. Uh, um, or on your TV, but Alba, I, you know, I'm, I'm very pleased that that's been put in there. And some of the categories are quite interesting as well. So really glad to see if found in the social impact uh, category, for example, and Alba as well, actually. Because, and Alba, yeah. Um, Alba obviously has got quite a strong environmental message, and if found, talks a lot about uh, gender identity and LGBT rights and things like that. So it's great to yeah it's a see good these games. For it, then. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Attentat 1942, also in the same social impact category. I mean, that, I mean that's a game that's used in schools to teach history, uh, set during the Second World War. Uh, and Beyond in... the Steel Sky is just a very, very cool game. Yeah. Yes, that's that... in there for visuals and graphics, which makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Right, we were just talking about. so, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, again, people who thought that 3D was a terrible choice for it, well, <laughs> it, well, it, <laughs> a lot of it might have been agree. 30 years ago, but no longer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, so it's great to see. And again, we will include a link to, the, uh, to this uh, website so you can check out all the games there. Because I'm sure there are other adventure and puzzle games that we missed. But um, but yeah, that is Apple Design Award finalist. And then speaking as about the social impact, tell me why is available for free during the month of June. 
And would you guys like me to, to tell you, wait for it, the reason it will be... <laughs> Yes, tell me, <laughs> <laughs> tell me why. Tell me why. It's a pretty good reason, actually. Um, so I reviewed it a few months ago. And it featured one of the few games, one of the biggest games, actually, features one of the main characters who is uh, uh, trans. And uh, they worked, you know, very hard. Don't nod, the makers of Life is Strange, to uh, kind of, you know, show what it's like to to be trans as well in a small town like in, in Alaska. And uh, so what they said is that they want to make this game free in June, I believe on the Microsoft Store and on Steam, is because they want to allow even more people to access the game and to encourage their players to spend their money on places that will directly affect trans and queer communities. Uh, so really good reason, actually, I think. It really, you know, shows things that uh, don't not, you know, that they really care about this. That it's not just about you know, making a profit for them, that uh, they're really involved in this community and uh, especially during this Pride Month. Uh, so if Definitely. people want to get this game, uh, well, you can get it any time, but you can get it for free during the month of June, up until the 13th of June. Yeah, and I'll just mention very quickly on Steam, Steam is also doing a Queer Games Bundle. I think they've done one before and this is it's called Queer Games Bundle 2. There's about, I think, one, three, four, five, six, about sort of seven or eight games you can get uh, with a 15% discount and it's obviously all to do with like LGBT rights or, or made by LGBT uh, plus um, developers so check that out as well yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to playing that one I have just have no it's clue good, when yes. that will be I know <laughs> <laughs> well we have so so. I mean that we, we already mentioned about Siberia release when there are no games released that's not the problem nowadays no. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, and before we get to the games that uh, we'll be reviewing, there are two games that have been announced for Kickstarter. Uh, one game that I was made aware of is of uh, of Pawns and Kings, which is uh, which is a game that is about twenty five years in the making. Uh, and so that will be it. So I've included some some links. You play as a seventeen year old guy called Nick. And he, this is, um, so he then has to go in search of his grandfather and it's a big conspiracy as well. So it seems to be similar to, you know, Broken Sword and games like that. And I saw some of the, some gameplay of it and the graphics look absolutely stunning, you know. Speaking of Siberia before, I would say this could be like Siberia in the jungle. So mm. you kind of travel the world in this game like as well. It's point and click. Yes, or Call of the Sea as well. And again, the developer has uh, has an FAQ on his website, and he has different, um, you know, di- more information about the game. But I would definitely recommend that people check it out because it looks really, really interesting, and uh, and I'm sure, hopefully, it will do well in Kickstarter. And yeah. uh, he has some features on it. He said there will be two playable characters. It'll be ten uh, chapters, and you can. It's using the Unreal Engine four. And um, and yeah, full voice acting in one language and subtitles. Definitely, people can check it out. And I will include links as well to the Kickstarter page so you can get notified when the Kickstarter is out because I think people will be interested in this game. And you know, you can imagine how much has changed in twenty five years. You know, especially in the adventure game God, genre. Yeah. <laughs> so to be working on one game for twenty five years and still working on it is it, it's incredible. <laughs> Um, well, if, so, if it's an idea that's been keep, keeping you yes. for over 25 years, then it's definitely an idea that wants to be out there. So Definitely. Okay. So, 
Hopefully, uh, if we'll be successful in Kickstarter, we'll include links to it. And uh, and then also Plot of the Druid, which we reviewed, we spoke about a few months ago now, the, uh, the prequel, the demo. That will be out on Kickstarter, I believe, in June as well. So it's uh, Simon the Sorcerer meets Discworld with Monkey Island vibes. Uh, yeah, here is where the developer says. And I quite liked uh, the prequel. So looking forward to that as well. So hopefully that will be successful as well. It's a 2D point-and-click adventure game. I've not played the prequel yet. I have it installed. But it, uh, I really like the, the graphics, sorry. Yes. <laughs> the animations. <laughs> sorry, that's, uh, I'm a bit tired. Oh, that's, uh, I know. I think both myself and Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm wide so awake. Yeah, we're yeah, relying that's, on that's you, Laura, to keep here, this so podcast going. <laughs> actually give some sane commentary here. Oh, no. Uh, so yeah, so I think that's that's all the news and that's all the games. So, uh, so shall we get to games that we've actually been playing? I guess so. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, Laura, you've played uh, an interesting game, I believe. You played a ge- boy. What was it called? The boy in the book. Yeah. So this is really interesting. Uh, this is a free game, a, f- a free game you can play on your web browser. Um, you you don't need any, you know, you don't need Steam, you don't need Epic or anything like that. You just go to theboyinthebook.co.uk. Um, and this, I actually know one of the people that created this um, back when it actually wasn't a game. So this started out as a sort of live theatre experience and it was it was called choose your own documentary and the idea behind it and it's still the same for the game is um the sort of main character in the documentary um is really into choose your own adventure books and he buys loads of these books off ebay and in it he discovers the name of this person um who wrote in it when they were a child um and they sort of write different you know they write scribble a couple of things in some of the pages but in one of the books he discovers a diary of this guy um who's called Terence Pen uh Terence uh Pendergast Prendergast sorry um and he discovers this diary and it's kind of quite a sad um insight into this boy's life um he, he sort of talks about not having very many friends there's a couple of sort of vague things about him getting a, a plane to Scotland uh and like getting away from his parents so all this thing is it's a very interesting weird sort of insight into this boy's life and so they decide um to try and find this boy now and give him back the diary um and they they do this in the mode of a sort of choose your own adventure book so the live theater experience was they filmed all their sort of path towards it and at each point the audience had to vote um, on what they wanted to see happen next. And they'd filmed all the different outcomes. They filmed it over two years. Um, so, for example, at one point they'd say, well, we could. what should we do next? We should go to a psychic and ask them what we should do. Or we can go to a graphologist who um, looks at people's handwriting and maybe they can tell us more about the diary. And they'd filmed all these different things. This is all real life. They go to real people. It's not actors. Um, so they don't know what to expect and they filmed all these different choices it had six different endings Um, now they've basically taken that and taken all the different footage they had and made it into a web browser game and it's basically the same they've still used the um, video footage but it's interspersed with um, text dialogue uh, sort of fake conversations that you're having uh, with the main guy Nathan and with the film crew as well and you're as if you're one of the people so you still make the decisions like the audience would um, but it's all scrolled down on a, on a screen and they've made some sort of graphics to go along with it as well. Um, 
It's a really interesting story. Um, I streamed this and uh, people were really enjoying, um, um, you know, tuning in and, and like putting their decisions, what they think I should do next. Um, I will say it goes kind of a bit, it really depends what you pick because it did when it, it, the ending we got was kind of crazy, but sort of interesting. But I was a bit like, what? Because um, it, it, I think the problem with this is that they because it was real life they couldn't like make up what happened so like some things don't go to plan necessarily i'll say um and then they just have to kind of make the best of it and continue on their way so the it doesn't quite go how you if it, if this was like a a thing that they had um you know make come up with themselves and it wasn't real life and it wasn't real people i think they would have done it in a different way because it's not like an fmv where you're choosing options and obviously they've designed this story they've crafted it perfectly but the interesting thing about this is it is real so it's not always gonna like have the best results but that was kind of interesting um and it's just quite funny because it's this guy who's quite obsessive and very i would say very likable this guy nathan who is the main um sort of protagonist of it and he's going to all these weird places like at one point we got him to go to uh Kerrang FM the rock radio station and speak to this like DJ Johnny Doom uh because basically the, there was a potential that maybe the the guy in the book was uh, into rock and into rock bands so we got to speak to him and he's obviously in real life explained to this guy this is why I'm doing this and he's a bit like okay this is really weird <laughs> um so I would say I mean it's it took me about I'd say about like three hours. I, I would say like their timings are a little bit off, but maybe that's just because I was streaming it where they're like, oh, this will only take, there are 10 chapters to play through. And the and the great thing is, even though it's um, a web browser game, you can quit out of the web browser. And as long as you're using the same browser um, as you did when in your first playthrough, you just go back into where you um, were last time. So it saves. Um, Unless you clear the cache. Yeah, so don't do that. Um, the only one thing I found was I was start. I didn't start chapter eight. I finished chapter seven, and it thought that I I had to sort of redo one or two of the choices to get back into it. I couldn't go straight into chapter eight. So that there was a little bit, but it wasn't. Mm. You know, it's not like I had to do the whole thing again. Each chapter is maybe. I mean, it tend, depends what choices you pick, but each chapter is about I would say up to fifteen minutes long. So they're not really long. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's an unusual thing. It's cool that it's just free. You can just do it. And so it really goes some weird places. So I think if you like Choose Your Own Adventure books, um, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, definitely check it out. Because I think the the main guy, Nathan, is very likable. It's a, it's a cool concept. Um, and yeah, they put a lot of work into it. And I think it, it mostly works um, as a game too. Um I think, yeah, that you can also replay. You don't have to go straight to the beginning if you want to replay your choices. There's an option to go into each chapter and click rewind on a particular choice and then it will rewind to that point and then you can continue on. So if you wanted to, like, if there was a choice near the end that you're like, oh, I want to see what happens if I change it, you don't have to replay through it all again. You can do if you want to, but yeah. Okay, that's that's cool that's yeah, interesting which maybe really... i think fmvs could learn from but yes <laughs> i mean i'll be speaking about one now shortly but that sounds really interesting and uh it sounds like they're following the story rather than kind of creating it as you mentioned yeah like definitely real life so some people might be disappointed that it's not like you know textbook ending and that kind of thing because it is a bit odd the ending we got was quite strange <laughs> but that's life i guess and that's kind of what they say at the end as well you know that is what are you saying life is strange I am saying hey. like this, 
Uh, don't nod, Shorsha. Um, but yeah, uh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it, it is that the, it goes to some weird places. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'd curious say, now. Yeah, nah, check it, check it out. I think, it, and it's yeah. very well. It's for the most part, I would say, it's pretty well filmed. Obviously, there are some bits. Um, you know, they're reacting to things, so there are some points where the camera sort of zooms in really quickly, and you're a bit like, oh god. But it's because they're not. You know, this isn't planned stuff. They're like, if someone suddenly comes into shot and they're like trying to get hold of them, you know, it's, it is a bit of that. But I think. The sense of fun is definitely there, and, and it's free, so why not? You may as well. What, what was the guy's name again? Prendergast? Uh, Terence Prendergast. Okay, and it, this has nothing to do with any Cthulhu thing? No. Okay, because there is a Lovecraft. there are some Lovecraft stories where the main character uh, is has the name Prendergast. Oh. Uh, so I, I thought Ooh. maybe there was some Lovecraft no, thing going on. that's just a coincidence. Okay. Not, not my playthrough, anyway. <laughs> maybe, if you, maybe you play it again. Maybe Cthulhu it. shows up somewhere else. Maybe. It wouldn't surprise me with this, to be honest. Yeah, there, but, is, yeah. there, there was a guy who went to school with called Prendergast as well. Um, which I think it's uh, a very old uh, British aristocratic name. Mm. So, okay, well, anybody who list, listening who has last name Prendergast as well, you uh, can... <laughs> Maybe Revolver Cthulhu, maybe not. Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, no, that sounds interesting. I hope to check it out because it's uh, it sounds you know really unique, and that is the boy in the book. Uh, so thank you, Laura. Uh, but yeah, speaking of FMV, uh, I had a chance to check out a new FMV game called The World After. Now this uh, is fiction, uh, although it uh, well well it's it's set during. Uh, this pandemic that we're going through. It is uh, from French indie studio Burning Sunset, and you play as Vincent, who is uh, who's from Paris, and he goes to the countryside to write a book to escape from the hectic life in the city. And then, of course, COVID hits, and uh, people at first aren't really happy that he's down in the countryside. I think that he's bringing the virus with with him, but he says, no, I've been here for quite a long time. Uh, he's been having some weird dreams. And when he wakes up one morning, there's someone slides a note under the door that quotes one of his dreams and says he shall find the answers he's seeking at a local castle. And it's, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, what they... Again, I don't want to say too much about the story because kind of saying anything would be a spoiler, but it is, you know, kind of funny seeing them all wearing masks. Like you, before you leave the house, you have to get a mask and some hand sanitizer. And that will play into, you know, the gameplay and the puzzles, which, you know, kind of what we're all going through now currently. And, um, and so then the pandemic plays into the story. And I know that people might be asking, well, why would we want to play a game that's about the <laughs> pandemic? But because we're all living through it. But what, it just does something really interesting. So it's set during the pandemic, rather. And um, so I don't want to say too much more because it managed to do something interesting. Uh, the game is in both French and English. Now, I've played it in its original French with English subtitles. And the developer himself played the lead role, uh, Vince Vincent. And it also stars, um, is what, is it Jean-Luc Dreyfus? I think his name is. He starred in the movie The City of Lost Children and Delicatessen. And so it's really impressive that they managed to get an actor of his caliber. It's really nicely shot, really well shot. And there, there are puzzles in this game. Now, the puzzles are generally very easy. They're generally, you do favors for some people or you, um, uh, you know, you combine objects and then you use them. So you, you MacGyver your way to the castle and then you have to make one or two choices 
as well. So you get different endings. The game is a, is about one hour. I would have liked to personally if it had been a little bit longer if they had delved more into the topic of the game because it was it was interesting. I'd find it interesting. But I'm guessing, you know, with budgetary concerns as well, especially since it's an FMV with an indie studio. But there, there are some special effects that are really good. That's, uh, you know, kind of sur- surprised me as well because, you know, this is another example of an FMV game that has some good special effects and has, well, I think the acting is good. I just thought I played it in French. And um, so, because again, and, and they look like relocations because you know how in previous FMV games in the 90s, it was mostly in green screens, but now they're making more and more FMV games on real locations. And I think you can tell yeah. now as well. Did you feel like it was worth replaying? Because I know you say like you can replay, but was was there a sort of a, a motive to like see these different endings? Um, and can you, I suppose it's only an hour, but are you able to like skip scenes and things yes. like that? Okay. Yeah, so you can skip scenes. So whenever you walk, so you, it's first person, first of all, you, when you have arrows, but then you have walking, well, not animation, but walking scene of the main character, but you can, if you press the space bar and hold it, you can skip those scenes. You can skip all the kind of dialogue scenes as well and any of the scenes as well. So that does help. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very short anyway. I, I do play because there are different endings. And also there are some video logs that you can find, uh, throughout the game, which explain more the story. And if you get them all, then at the very end, and if you get a good ending, then you get an extra video log at the end, which will explain the story more. Because at first okay. it's very mysterious. It's uh, You're really not sure what's happening, but then it's all explained more. So if you do get the final log in particular, it does explain more. Now, by the end, you can kind of guess uh, what, you know, what's happening anyway. But this goes into more detail anyway. Um, so yeah, so I did replay it. You, you can replay from a certain point. You can also save manually at any point. So thank you, Burning Sunset. Merci beaucoup for doing <laughs> that. Um, st- still hope that more and more that every developer does this, but thank you, Burning Sunset, for adding manual saves. Um, so yeah, I would encourage people to check it out. It looks really good. Special effects are good. Story is interesting. And it is available on Steam. And uh, and I can't. I look forward to see what they do in future as well. And that is the world after on Steam. Nice. So, uh, so Thomas from the world after, you were going to a bird in a cage, or what? Are, uh, what what, are, what? What game did you play? <laughs> Just this ignore like Thomas. Odd, and the award like for World Bridge goes to. <laughs> Yeah, try, you won't be in the Apple try, Design Awards. Try, try, to, try to move on from game to game, but uh, it's, 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 a, it's an odd title. Of so Bird what is this Cage. game about? It's a bit of a poetic title. Of Bird and Cage. Um, this is a game developed by uh, Capricia Productions and published by All It Games. And I got interested in this game because it is a truly brilliant idea because it's basically a metal album uh, like a concept album in the form of a game. You play the music. And I don't mean that in a uh, rock band kind of way, but uh, the narrative is the music. Um, and that starts right after the the the, um, the tutorial where you, you play a girl. It's, by the way, it's a very heavy subject matter, this drug use, um, it's implied that there is a lot of abuse. Uh, it's implied that there are s- 
sexual abuse, uh, also of minors. So there is uh, some very, very heavy subjects here, um, which, of course, in music is not that um, strange. Also in games, it's not that strange. It's the mm. combination of this that makes it pretty heavy, where you are the uh, the main character, and you basically... She is an addict, so uh, if she doesn't get her fix, she starts hallucinating, and that affects your gameplay um, quite severely, I might add. Uh, so one of the goals is not is not just moving forward in the game, but also finding uh, vials of the drug that sh- she is addicted to. Uh, but it also plays heavily into the whole storyline. Um, and once the music starts, and that is an in-game uh, an in-game action. To get the music, uh, the music started. Basically, everything is timed to the music. So some some parts are quite long, and you have quite a lot of time to do things. And some parts are very very reactive, and you have to do that now. It's it's like a mm. series of mini games, like series of quick time events, quick time events in a row, interspersed with uh, moments where you can walk around, but obviously still have to solve things. Uh, like there's one there's one bit where you have to find planks and nails to barricade the doors and how how good you do that affects the number of opponents you then come across because then the game turns into a, a bit of a shooter and you have to uh, fight off people there are uh, arcade sequences there are more traditional adventure style sequences it's quite bonkers actually um, I like there's a lot that they threw at the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, the the whole concept uh, is very brilliant because I've never heard of anyone attempting this. Obviously, mm. music has been used in games. I mean, Loom is an, is an example of an yeah. adventure game where the music is essential to the game. But the music is not the game. And here, basically, the music is the game. And that has pros and cons. I found that I am not very good at all these quick time events. So I got a bit frustrated. Don't think you're alone. (laughs) I I got a bit frustrated by that. Mm. Whether you win or lose doesn't matter for the game to proceed. So it's not like it ends the game if you don't win. It just dictates how the game proceeds. And you go till the end. Um, There are chapters in it. Obviously, that's the only place where where the music basically pauses. It's when you get to the end of a chapter or at the beginning of a new chapter and then once you start it it just continues on and there are moments almost like a musical where the people on screen start singing the lyrics it's 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 really it's hard to explain you have to experience it the the only problem i had is that i as i said i was uh, getting frustrated with the quick time event because i was not i was just very bad at them even when i was trying very hard i was not proceeding and there was a driving section where i just I, I, I was never good at driving games except for Mario Kart. Uh, this is not Mario Kart. <laughs> if, with that kind of difficulty, if, if you keep getting stuck, did you say you can just, will it let you continue? You don't end up having to like be able to do it or is there like, can you change the difficulty or how does that work? No, but the time goes on. Oh, so it so, just moves on. Yeah. So for yeah. instance, the, the, the difference was, uh, and this was also a game where not choosing to do something is also a choice. Um, for instance, um, if you were in the driving, you were trying to get away. If you failed, you didn't get away. So right. you get the story would move that position. And yet somehow the music still 
manages to get because the music doesn't as far as i know i i've only did one full uh playthrough uh, as far as i know is the music is is still the same so the music will always be the guiding force but then whatever happens on screen um and i guess that if you win all the mini games and i did not manage to win <laughs> i think I, I managed to win like three or four and there are quite a lot of them um you will probably get a better ending um than i got uh so it was, it was for me, it was a tough game. However, when I explained it to, uh, to Scott, for instance, from the Gaming Outsider, who is also a big metal fan, he said, well, I'm very good at, uh, quick time events. This sounds right up my alley. He said, great. This is because this is the, is a school example of, uh, it's, 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 it's definitely not a bad game, but it's not a game for me. I was not mm. connecting as much. I was connecting really well to the music because the music is really awesome. If you're into heavy metal, if you're into uh, metal or of whatever kind of heavy music, you're going to love the music, truly. Okay. The music is the, really, really well done. And the arcade and the shooting bits that you mentioned, are they quick time events as well? Uh, no, you're, basic, you're, you're no. basically in, in, in a shooter at that point or in a, in a racing game. At that point, so it's all it's, kinds of mini, mini okay. games. Um, so there's always there's going to be something in there. Like uh, I won the darts game, which I usually not so good at, but nice. <laughs> I, and I also won a game that that required me to do shots. So um. uh, I, I guess that says maybe that says something about me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was one point where I chose not to forgive someone, and then in the mm-hmm. next scene, I was with that person that I did not forgive, being all cozied up and I thought, okay, I think this is mm. not entirely corresponding with the choice right. I made. Yeah, that can happen. What, one one word that kept in my mind was it's a bit unpolished. Right. Mm. And again, I don't mean that's that's bad. That they um, they Do use you think a, a, maybe a, just with the concept, did they maybe just get so into the actual concept um, and maybe forgot some some of the sort of ec- other elements mm. that make make it into a you know a polished, well rounded game, maybe could be but again that's how it felt to me maybe i had my uh, my expectations were a bit different from what i thought this game was going to be uh, because i was definitely not expecting um uh, shooter sequences and stuff yeah. like that and um i think my frustration of not getting past uh, of not being able to properly do certain quick time events uh, might have affected it as well because it started out pretty well and it's pretty bonkers game and it's dream sequences and I'm 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 100% convinced that there is an audience out there for this mm, and yeah. if you love games and if you love heavy metal then you really should try out this game. Yeah, I mean I don't you're definitely not alone in you know not being a big fan of quick time events because uh, I'm not a huge fan of them myself always although I do like to play telltale games and that but uh, I don't always like them in events. telltale games either. No, I, 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 remember don't, I, few, I agree with that, yeah. I remember a few <laughs> chapters of The Walking Dead that I got really frustrated. That mm. are, and <laughs> I, I played even the, the last one, which was quite difficult. It was a quick time event. So, yeah. Um, I played them, by the way. Um, what, I, I, I did it in two sessions. The first session I played with controller. That started out good for me and then uh, it became harder and harder because I'm not really a controller uh, used to a control, still not used to a controller. And when I returned to the game a day later, I decided to play with mouse and keyboard. That worked a bit better for me. Okay. So you do have a choice in how you want to play. So if you're a console player, you want to check this out, you should use a controller and you're probably uh, pretty good at it. Uh, maybe cool. if I try it again, I will probably be uh, better. And I would not, uh, uh, it, it's a 
supposed to be able to play this through between two and three hours. So it's not like it's a huge uh, time swamp or anything. And again, the music is great. The music is really, really well done. Okay, that's, that, that's a, kind that's of important, a, I guess, because thing, yeah. it's a <laughs> game about it's a musical with heavy yeah. metal music. So it's no, a good thing the music is good. Because yeah, because the, the whole concept is really, really brilliant. <laughs> it's really good. So mm. I really wanted to like this, but it's it, unfortunately it, it, for me, it was a bit frustrating at times. But that doesn't mean that other people have that same experience, sure. because I'm very peculiar when it comes to that. I think Sersha, I think Laura would probably be a lot better at these yeah, games than I. I definitely want to give be. it a go. Yeah. So I would I would be very uh, interesting be to see good. how you would uh, <laughs> how you would play this game and how you would get through to it uh, because you're also not afraid of heavy music. So yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if the music's good, I, I mean, I would. Thing I want to know is, would I be able to play it on Twitch, for example, because of it mm. music because of DMCA? Would I? That's a but good question. Would it question. be a game? Would I be able to stream it because of, obviously there's issues with copyright music and things? Well, but there is a mess. There was a message. Uh, somewhere near the end, near in, near the end, that says streamers, please do not stream anything past this point. To oh, keep a surprise! So I think you'll be able okay. because the soundtrack can also be found on uh, Spotify, by the way. Yeah, can, but I mean that doesn't mean you can. No, I know, I know, yeah. but I think mm. it's. Uh, it, I, I got the idea the that it's streamer friendly. Okay. That's interesting, though, because, again, I don't know if I'd want to stream a game that I couldn't pl- like stream the end of. I, I, I've heard yeah, people do this before, driven. with developers saying, well, you know, we'd rather you didn't because then people won't buy the game. But it's like, well, why would I play oh, up to a certain point? It actually, sorry, I mean, it actually says here on the Steam page, you can stream off Bird and Cage on YouTube and Twitch without copyright issues. So right. I guess that settles okay. it. That's good uh, and I got a press uh, key, so maybe... That message was only in the in the review uh, the review mm. stuff. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. um, well, they th- must be aware that people will be wondering that because it's a big issue, obviously, at the moment. Yeah. On yeah, yeah. 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 Of course. And this whole game revolves around it's about the music. music yeah. So <laughs> I think you. I think you're good with. Cool. Uh, okay. Okay. I, don't, I mean, I could. I don't know. With it, with the kind of themes, maybe I wouldn't. I anyway. Because yeah. It's, quite I know. it's not. The but, violence is graphic, mm. but there's yeah. nothing. Nothing else graphical. It just needs. Uh, I just wanted to be sure that people realize that this is just a heavy, heavy game. Yeah, not just the music is heavy, the theme is fine as well. It's it's fine to do those topics. It's just sometimes it's not. I always Um, kind of have to. You have to consider when you're streaming and stuff. But anyway, yeah, yeah, that's good to know. Because I've I've played uh, another game. The um, the name has escaped me. I think last year that was basically all about abuse of. Yes, I I I don't remember the name, but yeah, I played. Yeah, (laughs) and and, playing that game. But check it out. Definitely check it out. If 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 what if you have the same as Scott, if what I told you sounds interesting. Please check it out because it, I, I'm sure there is a there's going to be a big audience for this because of the whole unique concept. Cool, Brilliant. and we will we will of course include uh, well a link to the Steam page. Yes, that people can check out themselves, see if they're if that game would interest them. So, well, thank you, Thomas. Um, and now finally, uh, Laura, you, the next game you played um, it's a, a new game from Inkle Studios and yes. John Ingold, and they they certainly didn't go wait for it overboard with their marketing oh, did they because this good. game just dropped like they dropped anchor and oh. um yeah they anyway so what what did he think of so that he, he manages to score a point and then immediately kicks the ball in his own goal again so oh. was this game good or should it go over 
boards. No, yes. you can't okay. use it twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I fell hook, line, and sinker for this game. Hey. <laughs> um, you saved it there, I think. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, this was okay, the game. So, what this game about? Because I'm sure a lot of people probably didn't have not heard about this game. Maybe, or maybe they have, but it just they might have done now. But out yeah, of it was very kept very hush hush. Mm. Um, this was the game I was talking about last episode, where I was like, I can't talk about the, the mystery game because I was reviewing it for Veg Gamers, but they didn't want any press at all about it they hadn't put any previews out about it they hadn't told anyone about it it was made in about three and a half months um and yeah it's a very cool concept of a game though and i'm glad it you know it has reached people even though they didn't sort of tell anyone about it until it launched but it kind of worked well for them i think um so basically the the idea is and it's a really cool idea it's it's a bit like a reverse cluedo in that rather than you trying to find out who the killer is you are the killer and you're trying to convince everyone else not to kind of give away or not well you're basically trying to find out what people know about you and whether you are the killer and then you could just do away with them um the, the, the whole the whole concept is you are this lady veronica villainsy you're on board this boat in the 1930s um you basically have had enough of your husband um malcolm because he's uh he's got going bankrupt there's other reasons you find out later why she might be a bit fed up with him and she pushes him overboard um on on the way to new york um and it the the story starts with you waking up after doing that and you basically have eight hours before you hit shore in New York, uh, eight in-game hours, I should say, and um, you have to work out whether people ever, or the other passengers on the boat know whether they saw you do it in the middle of the night. Um, you have to try and convince some people if they do know, maybe you can convince them not to like tell people because uh, it all culminates in this kind of great sort of um, whodunit uh, meeting at the end where they all meet in the evening and you know if if you've done the right things you might get away with it if you haven't you you might get arrested and it's a very replayable story because each playthrough takes about up to like I'd say half an hour at most and it's all kind of done with this idea of time so basically um, as you move to each location on the boat it's like a cross section of a boat that you see and you can click on each sort of room of the boat to move between it um, it tells you how much time that's going to take each of the NPCs um, have a sort of set path that they move along throughout the the passage um, of the of the few hours that you have so you'll know once you like replay a few times you'll know okay so this character is going to be here at this time so could I maybe go into their room whilst they're there um, and so that's a really cool concept. It's it's a bit like a, a lot of these time loop games that we've seen, but um, it adds that kind of sort of structured schedule. So you kind of have to remember where people might be. And there's just a lot of chaos that can happen. <laughs> um, it's it's a bit like, it's, it's quite similar to 80 Days, which Inkle also made in that you have to, um, there's dialogue options that you have to choose. Um, and the art style, I would say, is quite similar. It's kind of got that art deco travel poster, very pretty, very pretty game. I really like Um, the art style yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Um, there's no real... Um, there's voice acting at the very beginning um, just to add a bit of atmosphere, but the rest of it is all done with text and speech bubbles that um, um, are animated up the screen. But the dialogue options, because, I mean, although I've um, 
although you know if you played 80 days you'll be familiar with like choosing different actions and dialogue options in this one you're not playing like this loyal lovely passepartout you're playing this like mad um cold uh, west end starlet who like doesn't care if you just push more people over you know there's an option to go on a killing spree on this boat if you want if you decide it you could just try and kill everyone on the boat and the game lets you do it and you could do some mad things in this game it was so much fun to play um and what i loved as well is that although there's the main objective of getting away with murder i mean that is like the tagline for the game the game also gives you other little objectives as you like as you replay it once that there'll be another objective saying oh um work out what clarissa knows or can you get into so-and-so's room um so there's extra thing that the games give Mm. you and even if you complete that first objective then there's more of the story unravels and more happens that you have to work out and yeah it was just great fun there's a lot of chaos and i i really loved that i I will say like in my first playthrough i got arrested within five minutes um (laughs) because i i took some sleeping pills and i just fell asleep for the whole journey and then they woke me up and were like we know you murdered him so i was like oh no (laughs) terrible um but yeah i just uh, I love what they did with this game it's such a great idea all the characters are really fun there's like this dashing commander that you can flirt with um, and then this like this old lady who sort of watch, who loves a drink and everyone kind of remarks about how she's like always drunk basically so it's just really good fun and I think it's great that it's each playthrough is quite short um, so you can have a have a go but it does it does take a lot of strategy I don't know if you found this Shorsha because mm. how, how many times have you play through now and have you how uh, far have you got without giving too much away I guess of course no, I don't want to give anything yeah. away. I've, uh, I've played this four times I've gotten yeah. different endings and uh, now I would love to you know argue with you and just for I don't know ratings of this and say you went overboard yeah. with your praise <laughs> that's the last time I said it last time Thank I promise but, um, but no I, I love this game as well I think uh, what, what this game does really what Inkle and John Ingold have done really well is they've made this game you know challenging but fun because yeah. a lot of games are challenging and frustrating you know with adventure games it, a lot of developers think oh let's make the puzzles as difficult as possible uh, make it frustrating but no what they've done is that it's deceptively challenging because at first you think it's easy that it's like a visual novel and but there's so much you can do and there's, there's so, so many different much. variations that as you mentioned it's like a sleeping pill and I cut different things like the first time I played through it I so nearly got away with it ah. and I was quite impressed but then there was one small thing one small contradiction that gave it away and I thought oh but that's well, the great thing because then you remember I, that you, contradiction exactly. you replay you, you it learn. again and you go right this time I've got to change that and see what and, happens and yes and then there are different things that that, that happened that um, uh, there are different story arcs that you find out more with the different characters yeah and uh, again, without saying anything with the characters, there was one playthrough that I was basically knocked on the head with a paddle. Oh, yes, I, I had up. that happen. Yeah. Did you have that as well? Yes, well, and then I woke up and of course I was arrested. Yeah. And, and again, without saying anything, there was one time where I just got away with it, but I didn't completely fulfill the objective. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah say I that there's more to it. Yes, yes. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. After all, because at first I was playing it, you know, completely straight. There are different ways you can play it. I was saying... Oh no! I was acting all innocent. That I, I was saying, going oh, on a have... murder spree from the beginning. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm overboard. Get a Why am I now. not surprised? 
like the procession of Calvary did yes, that first as yes. well. I was like, but right, I, I could just. Do I was this. acting all innocent. I was like, "Have you seen my husband? Uh, have you seen? Uh, you know wh- where yeah. he where he is? He's gone missing, and I'm so worried. And uh, <laughs> oh, those that thing you found—that's not mine, yeah. or that is mine. But I wasn't up there with him. Who could it belong to? Somebody else. And uh, but it's a, such a great, you know, such a matter of fun. That and I think anybody can play this. Like this isn't a oh, game yeah. that is just for adventure. I think anybody who's uh, doesn't usually play adventure games or doesn't even play games that often, they can you know pick up quite quickly. Because I would say, kind of like Groundhog Day meets Cluedo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that um, you learn something new every every time. Because when you die or something, it's not frustrating. You kind of learn something new. It's funny that um, I, I only recently learned that it was Cluedo and not Cluedo as we pronounce it in the Netherlands. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Or oh, Clue, as that? they call it in America. It's called Clue. Yeah, Clue America, as well. Yeah. Which is also a great movie, by the way. So, yeah, so it's or Clue. So it's Groundhog Day meets Clue or Cluedo or Cluedo, or Cluedo. in the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think what's good as well uh, is they realise yeah. that it, you're going to be replaying it again and again. So yeah. it highlights so short. Uh, options in green that you've chosen before and you can hold down um, there's like a button to press to like if you want to just do the same actions as you did before in a certain Mm. scene you can do that you can also have one yeah so Mm. that's really helpful because they expect you to be replaying it and there's also an option to um, once per scene you can rewind that scene as well so if something happens that you do get hit with a paddle you could be like okay rewind that but you can only do that once per scene or when I contradicted myself by... Oh, no. Uh, it's like, yeah. oh, no. So, yeah, go back, go back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rewind. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of fun because each pressure is short as well as 30 minutes. So, you know, it's, you can play yeah. it kind of uh, different times as well. You don't need to, uh, you know, if, if you want to play it just once uh, every evening or whatever, you can just play 30 minutes every evening. Or, or I'm guessing people play it immediately after because it's type of game, when you finish it, you're like, oh, God, I really wish that I... Um, you know, but, uh, no, I had a huge amount of fun with this. And, uh, th- this was a game that just kind of dropped that, um, yeah. had no promotion. But did they uh, explain a- why they chose this way to, uh, I think because the idea was that they were just, they weren't expect, they, when they first made it. So I did have a chat mm. with John Ingold about this. Um, and he told me that uh, this was on my Twitch. It wasn't like a private chat. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was an interview. Um, but he <laughs> wasn't just like, well, um, no, but, um, slide into his DMs. <laughs> well, I, I did, but anyway. to ask him to interview. Anyway, uh, <laughs> nothing like that. Um, but, uh, God, um, but, uh, Can't talk yourself out of this one, Chris. <laughs> I'm trying to think what I was even saying now. I've it's really, a good thing. This is it's a good thing people are not seeing the visuals because Laurel right now is just as red as her hair. <laughs> So it's going really back on topic, what um, we can? We, why did he not promote the yes, game? Why right, did he not sorry. market because the game? Because it wasn't supposed <laughs> yes. to be as big a game as it was. It was supposed to be like a small little thing that they were going to release, like I think for free at one point, or they weren't going to release it as a big game. And then when they put about a month's work into it, they were like actually this is really good and we should like release it as a full game and there's like a big thing but by that point they hadn't really they hadn't said anything about um you know it being uh it, uh, it existing and they kind of thought well should we just continue along that fashion so it was sort of a mistake it wasn't a planned thing but right. it, it was like it was they weren't they had expected it to be like a small little thing but then because they loved it so much they were like well actually this is going to get a big budget now because we're really enjoying it um but let's just keep it as like a thing that we we have fun with and complete within mm. a couple of weeks um and i did ask john i was like are you gonna is this like a 
new business model? Are you going to do this again? <laughs> and he was like, no, probably not. This was a one-off thing. Because they've gotten, there's another game they're working on, a Highlands game, which I think oh. is going to, yeah, it's going to be a much bigger release. And they, they have spoken a bit about that. Um, so I think this was just like a happy mistake, but something that they <laughs> really enjoyed working on. So that's how it happened. Mm. I mean, I think it's obvious that time works differently for Inca Studios because we're able to make this game in three and a half months. Mad, isn't it? Yeah. It's insane. It's yeah. it's incredible. It um, sounds like the old days, you know, in the, the, yeah. the, the 80s and early 90s when they could churn out games like this in a couple of weeks. But I mean, ridiculous. I know there are, there are adventure jams where people can make a game in a week or two, but like this, this could be like game of the year. Because yeah. it is incredible. It's, it's really you know, good game. We st- I still haven't gone. I'm going to play through it more times, more often now, to see what other endings and what other ways I can try and get away with it. And then probably going to murder spree as well, like you like should. you, it's Laura. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, I, I, I can imagine. Uh, but you do get in-game hints, which I won't spoil how you get them. But I thought that was quite fun. I don't know if you've noticed that, Laura. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which is quite fun as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's a really, really fun game. And I also really, really liked it. And I will definitely play through it again. And uh, and yeah, no, well done, Inko, on making yeah. this game in three and a half months and making it so fun and so good. Definitely would recommend, I think we'd recommend this then, Laura. For sure, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that is Overboard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say like that. <laughs> There's an exclamation mark at the end. So, uh, so yeah. So, thank you, Laura. And I think uh, we haven't had time to talk about a topic this week. I, if anybody has a topic in mind that they would like us to discuss, or any questions for us, I don't yeah, know if you do, or but anything, yeah. or well, any just debates, want to have a chat with us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you can reach us. You can reach us on Discord, probably our most active channel. Uh, which is on Twitter, on well, Facebook, or on uh, Instagram. But yeah, definitely on uh, Discord. There is a Hot Topic channel. So if anybody listening has any topics that they would like us to discuss or any questions, uh, please feel free to let us know. And we'll be happy to, to discuss them. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon if you so wish, because we are a very, very indie podcast uh, that we pay everything ourselves. So if you wanted to help out, you could. And thank you to all of our patrons here who stuck with us during the pandemic. And for that, I believe it's up for uh, a year and a half, maybe, I think. And people are still with us. So thank you. Now you can get some extras as well. So you get these episodes early. Uh, you also get some extra interviews uh, with some spoiler interviews with some developers like James Dearden for Technobabylon, Agustin Cordes for Scratches, and the developers of Interrogation Shall Be Deceived and others. And also what I'm doing over the summer is I'm uploading every Sunday extra interviews that I did, sometimes the three of us did, at Adventure X back in 2019, back when we could be indoors with a group of people. So you hear some people, you know, uh, in the background. And so those will be on Patreon as uh, extra for Patreon supporters. And um, and yeah, so you can check us out there if you wish. Uh, if you're not able to support some Patreon, that's also totally fine. But you can help us in different ways. You can leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts and elsewhere. There is a link on the show notes as well to ratethispodcast.com forward slash Adventure Games Podcast. And that will um, take you to a different place you can review the podcast. And sorry, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash adventuring games podcast. Probably should have mentioned that as well. Again, the link will be in the show notes. And I think that is it for this week. So, uh, well, I don't know if you're able to say, Thomas, what you're playing now because you're, you're playing a game that, well, I mean, it will oh, be, out be out at the time. 
It'll be out by the time this episode goes out, actually. Well, yeah, I'm, so. I'm, as usual, playing multiple games. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm still playing Subnautica Below Zero because that game is amazing. Ah, yes. uh, I, I just dive in and out of that hey. because <laughs> I can't go overboard because I'm already overboard. Which is fantastic. I think that's worse than mine, Thomas. Sorry, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know I, 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 I lowered myself to your standard. No, I think they're worse than mine. I expect better from you, but anyway. <laughs> and um, I started playing Backbone, uh, which is cool. uh, one that I was really looking forward to playing since I played the demo at Adventure X in 2019. Um, you can find the demo on Steam. By the time you hear this, you can also find the entire game on Steam. And so far, I'm very impressed. It's a really, really cool game. And then hopefully next episode, I can um, yeah, give you a proper review about it. And maybe one of you has played it then as well. Yes, yeah, hopefully. I mean, I do yeah. intend on playing it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm. That's the game I'm kind of looking to play next. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, and other than that, I just want to give a shout out to my friend Adam, who always listens to our podcast right before he goes to sleep. Oh, so sleep, sleep tight, Adam. <laughs> we put Adam. him to sleep. <laughs> we put him literally put him to sleep, and he's, oh, I mean, he's very thankful for that. Okay, I mean, I suppose if you have problems sleeping, then just listen to our podcast. I hope it's good reasons why our soothing voices, rather than we yes. bore him to sleep. Night, but night, <laughs> but either way, we're helping him. So exactly. Uh, hello, what are Adam. you playing? Uh, what are you playing, Laura? It basically just backbone. I'll, I'll see if I've. I mean, I'm still on Bloodborne, but that's on the DLC at the moment. Um, I think. Did I'm you finish gonna be... that? Did you finish the main game? Uh, well, basically, you can't finish the main game if you want to finish the DLC because oh. it doesn't. Let, if you finish the main game, you then have to replay about a third of the right. main game to unlock. Oh, really? Yeah, because the DLC oh, okay. isn't unlocked through a menu; it's unlocked through a specific part in the game. So you have to be there. Oh, okay. So it's just everything to, yeah. is hard yes, in basically. Bloodborne. <laughs> yes. uh, that's a bit insane. Yeah, so it's okay. insane. Well, have you seen the yeah. game? This yeah. whole game is insane. Yeah, the game is insane. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I'm going to finish that very soon. Now I'm near the end it's just one of the hardest bosses in the entire thing that i have to defeat so that won't take long okay <laughs> uh cool well i'm i am playing actually uh dr livingstone i, Livingston, ah, I presume which yes. is the first one i'm currently really enjoying it so i hope to finish it by next recording i also may I play a preview version of a game that i don't think i can talk about yet but i hope you will talk about it uh next time as well and like Thomas, I still have multiple games as well. Uh, maybe maybe we finished uh, It Takes Two by then. Oh, oh God, I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> I Good don't luck. think... Uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, we're still heading for a divorce, I think, uh, oh. in that game. <laughs> that we are. I, I did, yeah. I've yeah. managed to finish it, but yeah, yes, well you've done, got a while though. to it's go, a, guys, is what I'm going to yeah. say. No, we should, we should try, Thomas, at least once yeah. a week. It's a one fun even, game, yeah, but it's one, so big. It's, yeah, it really is. But yeah, so uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk about more of those games uh, next time. But I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys say about Backbone, because that's another game that I want to play. Uh, with so many games coming out, mm. and the weather is getting June's better. <laughs> so, well, thank you guys for joining me, and thank you everyone for listening. And we'll be back in two weeks as well from now. Uh, thank you as all for listening and well take care everyone and we'll be back in two weeks night night Adam keep on questing